6 Nisan, Vav Nisan, Tzadik, His Life, 229-103. Once there was a certain king who traveled to a particular country where he saw very beautiful palaces. He was greatly impressed by these buildings, and when he returned home, he immediately hired artisans and craftsmen to build him palaces like the ones he had seen when he was abroad. They built him the palaces and decorated them with the most wonderful pictures. After the work of building and decorating was complete, the king made a great feast and sent dispatches throughout his kingdom, announcing that anyone who wanted to view these palaces should come and see them. People came from all over the kingdom. From one particular city, two men teamed up and traveled together to see the palaces the king had built. One of them was a Jew, the other a Gentile, a respectable individual of some importance. When they reached the gate of the palace, they saw that the gate was painted with a picture of a road. It was a most extraordinary road, on both sides of which there were fountains of water. By the side of each of the fountains a guard was posted. Walking at the edge of the road was a beggar. The beggar was extremely thirsty, but the guards were not willing to give him even a little water to drink. In the middle of the road a fine gentleman was traveling in a coach. He asked the guard to hand him a little water. The first guard went and gave him the water, while the second guard went and gave the beggar some water to drink. The guard who had given water to the gentleman went over and poured hot ashes over the guard who had given water to the beggar. The Jew and the Gentile saw all this. The, gen- the Gentile said, Not fair! The Jew slapped him on the cheek, and an argument developed. Eventually the king heard about it and sent for them. He asked the Jew first, Why did you slap him on the cheek? He answered, because he described the king's showpiece as being unfair. The king said to the Gentile, Why did you say this? But how could one say it is not unfair, he replied. The one wants to drink and they won't allow him to, while the other asks that they should give it to him personally and they do so. Not only that, but when the second guard allowed the beggar to drink, the guard who had personally handed the gentleman water poured hot ashes over him. After this, the king again asked the Jew, Why did you hit him? The Jew gave a subtle explanation of why they were prepared to give water to the gentleman, but they refused to give to the beggar. He explained how it was necessary that the gentleman should be given the water, while it was unnecessary for the beggar to be given any. More than this, the Rebbe did not say. He did not relate the details of the explanation given by the Jew as to why it was necessary to give to one but not the other. Afterwards, the Rebbe said that on the Shabbat Eve, every person has to go through all all the four worlds, Asiya, action, Yitzira, formation, Berea, creation, and Atzilut, emanation. The world of Asiya, the lowest world, is hard enough to go through, let alone, let alone the others. All this, the Rebbe said, one Shabbat night Rebbe after Nachman's the blessing wisdom. over the bread. His Wisdom, 96. Each Sadik builds his 310 worlds through strife. Every spoken word of strife is like a stone, because the letters of the words are called stones, Thus, the Sefer HaYetzira states, two stones build two houses. Words of strife, machloket, are built of slippery stones, slippery mechulakim. See 1 Samuel 17.40 and Zohar 3.272a. Stones created through strife are therefore slippery and cannot be joined. But a tzaddik can join these slippery stones. He can then build them into houses. He makes peace between these stones, arranging them and joining them together until a house is built. This is the peaceful home. See Shabbat 23b, Likutei Moharan 1, 1410. The tzaddik builds a peaceful home out of these slippery, strife-ridden stones. 
From these houses he builds a city, then a universe, until all 310 worlds are completed. It is written that I may give those who love me substance, yesh. Proverbs 8.21 Yesh has the numerical value of 310. These are the 310 worlds. Thus, that I may give those who love me 310. This is spelled out as a reward for love. Love and peace cement the slippery stones so that they might build the 310 worlds. After King David's dispute with Nabal, Abigail told King David, Now I know that God will make you a house. This dispute will provide the stones for God to make you a house. A tzaddik inclines to the side of kindness. See Rosh Hashanah 17a. He even presumes the merit of those who oppose him, that their intention is for the sake of heaven. The world cannot endure the light of a tzaddik. Those who oppose the tzaddik obscure his light enough so that the, the world Aleph can Bet bear. Book. Conflict and Strife, A. 97. A segula when encountering conflict is to recite the verse, And Asa cried out to God his Lord, and said, It is nothing for you to help, whether the many or those who have no power. O God our Lord, help us, for we rely on you, and in your name we go against the multitude. 2 Chronicles 14.10 98. A person who does not trust in his God invites battles and conflicts. 99. Studying Torah instills fear into the nations so that they refrain from waging war against the Jews. 100. When encountering conflict, recite the words of Jehoshaphat, And he said, God, Lord of my fathers, etc., for our eyes are turned to you. 2 Chronicles 20, 6-12 101. In a time of war, one must prepare arms, as it's common practice, and not rely on a miracle. The Holy One will then do as He pleases. 102. When a person chooses a fixed place for prayer, he defeats Kitzur his Likute enemies. Maharan. 1. Lesson number 60. 7. In the entire Torah, the word wealth is mentioned only three times. Once in the episode involving the king of Sodom, when Abraham said, You will not say I made Abram wealthy. Genesis 14.23 a second time when Rachel and Leah said, All the wealth that God rescued from the hands of our father is ours and our children's. Genesis 31.16 And a third time in reference to the giving of the shkalim to the temple. The wealthy man shall not give more nor the poor man less than half a shekel. Exodus 30.15 These three instances correspond to the three constituent parts of wealth. A third in business corresponds to the word wealth as it is mentioned in connection with Sodom. For the phrase, who forgot about the wayfarer, literally, the foot, Job 28.4, refers to Sodom, where they wanted to eliminate all business and trade, Sanhedrin 109a, since foot alludes to trade, as is evident in the verse, rejoice, Zavolan, in your going out, Deuteronomy 33.18. The tribe of Zavolan engaged in trade in order to support the tribe of Yisachar in Torah study. See Rashi on this verse. Thus, a third of one's wealth must be invested in business and trade. A third in land corresponds to the word wealth as it is used by Rachel and Leah. For in actuality, wealth is meant to be used solely for the purpose of attaining contemplation in the Torah. But when wealth is not used for this purpose, it is nothing more than refuse and is only for small-minded men and women. This is the meaning of what Rachel and Leah said, All the wealth that God rescued from the hands of our father since it is not being used for the sake of contemplation, is ours and our children's. That is, it is only for small-minded men and women. But, the verse continues as they address Jacob, As for you, do all that God has told you. Genesis 
since you, Jacob, need the wealth in order to attain contemplation of God's greatness. This corresponds to the third of one's wealth which should be invested in land, since it is stated, a woman in this respect is like the land. See Sanhedrin 74b. A third he should retain in his own hand, yado, corresponds to the word wealth as mentioned in connection with the shkalim. For the shkalim were given, as it is stated there, to atone for your souls. Exodus 30.15, which is also suggested by the verse, in whose hand, biyado, is the soul of every living thing and the spirit of every man's flesh. Job 12.10. Copier's note. It seems that with this section of the discourse, the Rebbe is explaining what he wrote previously, that fear must infuse all parts of a person's wealth. For even though here he is focusing on fear and reverence of one's father and mother, it is nonetheless known that every concept within a given structure includes within it all of the other concepts. Chesed, within the structure of the Sefirot, also includes Gevura, Teferit, etc. Therefore, fear and awe of God must infuse the third of a person's wealth invested in business, such that he will conduct his business faithfully as he should. In the same way, having this fear spread throughout the third invested in land, a person will thereby be mindful that if he does not use his wealth to attain contemplation in the Torah, he will be one of the small-minded men and women, as in a woman in this respect is like the land. Similarly, when fear of God infuses the third of his wealth that he should retain in his own hand, he will remind himself that our sages of blessed memory said that a third of one's money should be in his hands so that it will be available to perform many acts of charity. For such a person will be mindful that even though his money is in his hand and the evil inclination prevails upon him not to show compassion to the pauper, nonetheless, isn't his soul in the hands of the Holy One? Blessed be he. For a person's soul has the same spiritual root as his money, as in the verse, for this money he gives over his very life. Deuteronomy 24.15, as explained elsewhere in the Rebbe's holy teachings. In light of this awareness, a person should give a great deal of charity in order to atone for his soul, as stated in connection with the Shkalem, to atone for your souls, Exodus 30.15, which is suggested by the verse, in whose hand is the soul of every living thing and the spirit of every man's flesh, Job 12.10. 8. Awe and fear are revealed when barren women are granted children, and the greater the number of barren women who are remembered, the greater the revelation of fear. Accordingly, Isaac, who embodies an extremely potent revelation of fear, as manifest in the phrase, the dread of Isaac, Genesis 31.42, he was conceived in Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah 11a. And when Sarah was remembered, many other barren women were remembered as well, as our sages of blessed memory taught, Baratius 30, Rabbah, Horatius Rabbah, 53.8. Then, through fear and awe, a person merits length of days, which is the quality of old age. This is the deeper explanation of what Sarah said, I have borne him, Abraham, a son in his old age. Genesis 21.7. For through the birth of Isaac, who embodies a revelation of fear and awe, length of days, which is the quality of old age, is evoked. Copier's Note. This is the meaning of the verse, Abraham was old, advanced in his days, and God blessed Abraham with everything. Genesis 24.1 Our sages of blessed memory explained homiletically that the word bakol, with everything, has the same numerical value as the word ben, son. The significance of this allusion is that because God blessed Abraham with this son, Isaac, who embodies an extremely potent revelation of fear, Abraham thereby merited the quality of old age. 
the homiletical interpretation of the verse, that God blessed Abraham with the son, and the simple meaning of the verse, that God blessed Abraham with everything, are actually one. For it was already explained above, according to the simple meaning of the verse, that because Abraham possessed the quality called old age and length of days, consequently God blessed Abraham with everything, that is, with holy wealth. Thus, this verse may be read in two directions, from its end to its beginning, namely, that by the birth of his son Isaac, through whom fear and awe were revealed, Abraham thereby merited length of days, and from its beginning to its end, namely, that through this quality of length of days, Abraham thereby merited holy wealth. The Exchanged Children After telling the story, the Rebbe, may his light shine, said the following, In early generations when Kabbalah was discussed, it was discussed in the manner of this story, since until the time of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, Kabbalah was not discussed openly. Only Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai revealed Kabbalah explicitly. Earlier, when the initiates discussed Kabbalah, they would use veiled expressions. When they placed the ark on the cattle, they began to sing. Understand this. This involves the renewal of the moon, which exists when the moon receives new concepts from the sun. Thus, when the ark was carried to the house of the sun, Beit Shemesh, all the animals, chayot, which carry the throne, began to make a new melody. This is the concept of Assam, sing to God a new song, Psalms 98.1. This is the song that the cattle of Bashan sang. This is also the idea of the bed, table, throne, and lamp. They are the rectification of the divine presence. This is also the concept of the garden. Adam was exiled from the garden, but the Shabbat protected him, as discussed in the sacred literature. The Shabbat is the concept of the king who has peace. This relates to the king who had peace in his days. Therefore, the king's son stood next to the Shabbat. Further, he did not Ibn explain. Nussin's letters, year one, letter number 130, Sunday night, Shemot 5594. My dear beloved son, may his light shine. I received your letter. In short, I have not yet started to get ready to travel. I really do not want to go at all. But if I get another letter from there and they force me to make the trip then I will have to start thinking how to proceed. It does not look as if I will go this week. You may very well get further word from me on Monday, God willing, as to whether or not I have received another letter from there. For the time being, my intention is not to travel at all, just to Uman after Shabbat, God willing. If you can't come for next Shabbat, it would be good if you would come some day before that, since shortly after Shabbat I will travel to Uman, God willing. It would also be a good idea for Rab Nachman the Rebbe's grandson to come here for Shabbat, as I heard he would like to. May God help him accomplish his wish and overcome all the barriers. For, as we know, the barriers are always proportional to the loftiness of the goal. Likutei Maran 1, 66. You just now gave me news about the will of Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac of blessed memory, and I was quite pleased. Until now I had not heard a word about it. May God who is good guide me on the path of truth, and may he have mercy on me and let things work out well and save me the ordeal of having to make a trip there which would be so hard on me. As you can infer from my last letter that I sent last week, I do not have the strength for this. I am leaning on God alone, and I will do as He wishes. I am quite pressured, and it is impossible to continue. The words of your father, the insignificant Nussin of Breslov. Reb Nussin's Letters, Year 2 Letter number 370 With God's help, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Before dawn, Tuesday, Vayishlach, 5602, Uman. I prepared the letter to you which is enclosed here, my dear son, last Thursday, Vayetze, 
but I was not able to send it. Yesterday I received your letter of Thursday, Vayetze, and I was pleased. As regards your being so pri- surprised that our friend, Reb A.B., may his light shine, in the matter of the money for the olive oil, you are right. You should know, however, that you will certainly not lose even one single pruta. If the money is going to be delayed in coming in for a little while, though, this you will have to bear. But it is well worth suffering for the great mitzvah that you merited, of having such a share in lighting of a ner tamid, continually burning flame, with olive oil at the Holy Tzion, in the light of which we take shelter. The truth is that I also never considered that you would spend such a sum on the oil, but after you have already done so out of necessity, and you also wrote that you went back and spoke to him so that the deal should not be made in installments, not a half job, you will surely not lose even one pruta with God's help. I have not yet written Reb A.B., may his light shine, because I was waiting for this letter of yours which I just received regarding the receipt of the money. Beyond this, the main reason for my not writing is that I am expecting our friend, Reb Avila from Cherin, to come here any day now, and then I will be able to speak with him face to face. This would really be better, because it is impossible to explain the matter fully in writing. Nonetheless, I will be sure to write him now with God's help. As I said, you will certainly not lose your money. You already know, my dear son, that it is impossible to complete any matter or business, even in the mundane, without suffering, delays, and disagreements. This applies to a greater extent in matters of holiness, and many, many more times when a matter of extreme holiness is involved, particularly in the work of our holy and awesome master, teacher, and rebbe of holy, sainted memory. Everything relating to his holy work is fraught with many, practically innumerable barriers. But the measure of good is greater, for there are many on our side to help us finish his holy projects, which are for the benefit of the wider community for generations to come. You are forever on high, God. There is a tremendous amount to say about this, and it is needed both for our work as a group, as well as for each one of us as individuals at all times in accordance with the mitzvah or holy task that each person wants to undertake in order to draw close to the truth of the Rebbe's holy teachings. While you do already know this, it is necessary to review it over and over. What shall I say to you, my dear son? Every day a person sees the truth of the words of our sages of blessed memory. The evil man waits for the righteous and seeks to kill him. A person's evil urge is renewed in him every day, and if the Holy One, blessed be He, did not help him, he could not prevail. Each day the evil urge rises up against every single person, according to who he is, and the Holy One, blessed be He, rescues each one of them according to who he is. For even though the Holy One, blessed be He, has compassion on every single person and rescues him, it does not always happen in the same way. And there are innumerable variations between different people, different times, and different days. It all depends on how much the person has prepared himself his longing for God and His Holy Torah, and His desire to draw close to the true tzaddikim. For there has to be some arousal from below, some effort on the part of the individual. Shemot HaTzadikim, Nevi'im, Achia HaShiloni, Beit Dino, His Court, Vehem, They Are, Ido HaChose, Ushemaya HaNavi, Achimatz Kohen Gadol, Azariah, Shmuel HaNavi, Eliyahu HaNavi, Mi Beit Dino Hoyu, From His Court, Azariah ben Oded, Chananya Haroa, Yehu, Beno, his son, Ovdaya, Yechiel ben Zachariah, Michayehu ben Imla, Yehoram Kohen Gadol, Yehoyada, Elisha ben Shafat, Mibedino Hoyu from his court, Yona ben Amitai, Zachariah ben Yehoyada, 
Nevi'im, prophets. Yoshua Kohen Gadol, Yehoyada HaKohen, Hoshea Ben Be'eri, Amos, Yoel Kohen Gadol, Uriah, Yeshaya Ben Amotz, Micha, Shalom Kohen Gadol, Yoel Ben Petuel, Mibedino Hayu, from his court, Nachum Chavakuk, Nevi'im. Saraya Kohen Gadol, Nachum Ha'el Koshi, Tzifania Ben Kushi, Yirmiya Ben Chilkiyahu, Mibedino Hayu, from his court, Tzifania, Uriah, Nevi'im. Chilkiya Kohen Gadol, Azariah, Chulda HaNeviyah, Yechezkel Ben Buzi, Baruch Ben Neriah, Yehotzadak, Avi, the father of Ezra Kohen Gadol, Chagai, Zechariah, Malachi. Zerubavel, Mordechai Bilshan, Ezra HaKohen HaSofer, Yehoshua Ben Yehotzadak, Sariah, Re'eliah, Mispar, Bigvai, Nechum, Ba'ana, Nechemya Ben Chachalia. All these were from the members of the Great Assembly. Esther, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, Natan Hanavi, Gad HaChose, Ovadia Hanavi, Yachaziel, Mibnei Matanya, Eliezer ben Dodavahu, Mimoresha, Neria, Saraya, Machseya, Hanamel, Shalom, Avner ben Ner, Palti ben Laish, Rabnasan's Prayers, 1, Prayer number 107, 277. My God, guard my tongue from evil and my lips from speaking deceit. May my spirit be silent to those who curse me. May my spirit be like dust to all. Master of the world, Master of peace, graciously help me be a person of peace, a person who loves peace and pursues peace always, with all my heart. May I never engage in any dispute, even against those who rise against me, undermine me, or act against me. May I not treat them as they treat me. To the contrary, may I judge them favorably and desire only their good. As the verse states, Do not say, As he has done to me, so will I do to him. I will respond to a man in accordance with his deed. Do not say I will repay him evil. Hope in Hashem and he will save you. May my spirit be like dust to all. May I be like the earth upon which all trample, yet which yields all good things. When you see this, please override the counsel of all those who scheme against me. May I nullify the thoughts of my enemies so that their hands will not act with cunning. Then the person who digs a pit will fall into it. And when that person rolls a rock... It will return to him. The Dispute of Tzaddikim Open my eyes, my heart, and my mind so that I may distinguish between the dispute fostered by wicked people and the holy dispute of Tzaddikim. May I believe that the dispute of Tzaddikim does much good for the person whom they criticize, for it elevates him and sweetens judgments against him. May I not treat the dispute of Tzaddikim as though it is entirely contentious, for that is an error, and that error would infect it with the disputatiousness of the side of evil. May my eye gaze upon those who lie in wait for me. May my ears hear if it is evildoers who rise up against me. The tzaddik flourishes like the palm tree. He grows tall like the cedar of Lebanon. Dispute and Dissension My Father in Heaven, King of Peace, dispute is multiplied in our generation among everyone, wicked people, average people, even righteous people. Dispute that comes from the side of evil rises and spreads out every day in both revealed and hidden ways. So much division exists among Torah sages and their followers that it is hard to distinguish between their disagreements that are in the realm of holiness and disputes that come from the side of evil. As a result, many people have lost their faith in the sages and have fallen spiritually. Faith in the sages is the basis of the Torah. The sages are our life and the length of our days. Without them, we cannot take a single step in any holy undertaking. In these oppressive times, when we have suffered such a long exile and servitude, Our minds are no longer clear. 
Therefore, I do not know what to do and how to direct my thoughts in order to find the holy tzaddikim. I look about me, but I am like a bird alone on the roof. I do not know where my help will come from. I am more animal than man, and I lack human understanding. I cannot identify the true tzaddikim and sages who can give me good advice, guide me on the right path, and bring me close to you. My mind is so constricted that I do not even know how to speak to you properly. The troubles of my heart are so many, and dispute has increased in so many ways that I do not know what to do, what to say, or how to express myself in prayer before you. I am as bewildered as someone who is intoxicated. I do not know where I am in the world and what my end will be. At peace with all Jews. God, full of compassion, you save the poor person from the one who is stronger than he, and the poor man and the impoverished man from the one who robs him. Teach me how to pray to you in order to arouse your compassion on my behalf. Rescue me from dispute. May others not fight with me, either in the physical or spiritual realms, and may I not dispute any worthy person. May I not harbor even the slightest bad feeling against true tzaddikim, particularly against those who have passed away. May I love all Jews and be at peace with them, turning aside from evil and doing good, seeking peace and pursuing it. The land of Israel and healing. Help me draw unto myself and unto all Jews the holiness of the land of Israel. Free the land of Israel from the grip of dispute. May it never be called the land of Canaan, but only the holy land of Israel. And then send a flow of goodness and blessing from the land of Israel to all other lands. Bless the produce and fruits of the land, so that the land will give its produce. May God, our God, bless us. Imbue the produce of the land with the power to heal all of the diseases of your nation in the house of Israel, particularly in the month of Iyar, which is also called the month of Ziv, when the produce of the land flowers and bears fruit. May we never require recourse to doctors. Bless all of the produce of the land with the power to heal all of the diseases of your nation, the house of Israel. Quickly, bring healing to all of our illnesses, pains, and wounds, for you are a faithful and compassionate God, our King and Healer. May we never need to rely on the assistance of doctors, but on you alone. Creator of healing, heal us, Hashem, and we will be healed. Save us, and we will be saved, for you are our praise. Bring peace into the world. May all of our enemies fall beneath us in shame. May all those who seek to sweep away my spirit be turned back in shame. May those who desire my evil be ashamed and destroyed. May those who hate me, those who seek my downfall, be covered in shame. May all of my enemies be exceedingly shamed and frightened. May they return and be suddenly ashamed. Freedom from poverty and dispute. Rescue me from poverty, which comes as a result of argument and dispute. You know that I desire peace and truth. But what can I do if I have enemies who fight against me for no reason? I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Have compassion on me and on everyone who desires to attain the ways of holiness. Protect us from those people who hate us for no reason, who persecute us in every way possible, and menace us without cause. Rescue me from my enemies, my God. Lift me above those who have risen against me. Guard my soul and rescue me. May I never be ashamed, for I have taken refuge in you.